Folks, we are back for a brand new episode of Trainwreck Tonight, episode 209. I'm your host, the General. We got Maniac, of course, back in the building, and we got some very special guests for you. We got the guys from Happy Hour Hoops, Dunny, Jake in the building, talking a big game two tonight, and also Slick L, UFC 264 going down at the Amherst Ale House on Saturday night, 10 p.m. Get there. We're also talking. Tampa Bay, these guys, 18 million over the cap, winning the Stanley Cup. Should we be celebrating right now? We also got the Euros, a huge matchup on Sunday. So we got a great rundown tonight. Let's go. You don't stop, you don't stop, you don't stop. You don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown where pink flamingos grow. Diet soda flows and what you take magically regenerates On supermarket shelves, the ovens clean themselves You don't pay the tab till the last drop So we all ride for nothing, cause this train never stops The Lightning, Stanley Cup champs, woo-hoo, 4-1 over the Montreal Canadiens. Maniac, can I read you what I just read? The ESPN headline on their NHL page. Here we go. In, in bold, why the Lightning are the most impressive cup champions of the salary cap era. Underneath it, it goes, Success has followed superior management and player development as well as audacious but legal financial moves. Time to celebrate, not hate. And I'm sorry, Maniac. That is, whether you're someone who has a shit ton of abs futures or nights futures or not, you're just an NHL fan in general, it's not time to celebrate. I mean, this league can find a way to step on its own toes every which way, whether it's the scheduling, whether it's the marketing, whether it's the playoff format itself or whether it's the fact that a team can cruise through the playoffs $20 million ahead of the salary cap and basically have no uh, no consequences, no issues, absolutely. No league would allow this to happen. Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL would never allow this. And that's why, quite frankly, the NHL is where it is. I hate to say it. Yeah, I have, I have never been more disinterested in a Stanley Cup. I think the only thing I watched was last night. Parts of period two and period three. That's about it. And yeah, go ahead, Creek Degenerate. But I'm sorry. I am not celebrating. That was not a fun Stanley Cup. It was, I mean, just the way 
round two. We saw what happened the Avs Knights. The Knights go all out, and look what happens to them round three. The friggin' Montreal. Then they go all out against the friggin' Knights, and then they just get stomped by Tampa. And it's great to see next year, Avs and Knights, favorites, 5-1 to one and 6-1. to one. Maniac, no thank you. No, th- I'm not touching that price. Five Sorry. and six to one already. We were getting them at eight and ten to one all season. I mean, I, it was good value. I hate to say it. Once, yeah, once my avalanche were, were out, I completely withdrew as fast. And before that, we were saying Tampa was the biggest threat to anything we had going on, yep. uh, whether it was both teams. They were obviously dangerous. Vasilevsky looking yep. good. Uh, I, did any team push them past the game six? Mm, I don't believe so. No. Yeah, so, so no. I mean, ESPN, I see what ESPN's trying to do with that article. They're trying to, like, point to this playoff run, trying to point that it's a back-to-back run and make that point, but I absolute clickbait. Clickbait, I, of, I, clickbait of the worst kind. The only thing that I loved, and I'm not sure if you saw it, Maniac, was the Kucherov press conference. He was he was wacky. I, I like, I, the, the post-press conferences for the Stanley Cups are always amazing. I mean, just ripping the Bud Light, just going off, chirping Montreal fans about celebrating too hard game four like they won the Cup, like, Phenomenal. And talking about his own goaltender being MVP. But hey, Cele- celebratory talk no longer for uh, producer versus Denmark. Yeah, I kn- great segue into the Euros this Sunday, 3 p.m., Italy, England. I mean, yeah, feel bad for Albers. He got him in, I believe, 25 to 1. So, I mean, another great run for him, though, making it to the final four. We got Italy plus 205, England plus 163. The draw plus 200. The draw has been the play in these past few games. You look at Copa America with uh, Colombia and Argentina a few nights ago. That was 1-1 game. Spain, Italy draw going to, you know, Denmark, England. So, but we know what we're talking about when it comes to that PK with Harry Kane. Absurd. I mean, I can't believe the fact that you can get a rebound out of PK is absolute garbage. I think it's not even a debatable point. The PK save itself is so tough to make. That if you make it, you shouldn't have to just like worry about like some. I mean, that's just an insult. That's an absolute insult to that goaltender, that keeper making a great stop and just gets it shoved in. Again, I decided to light the soccer world on fire, said that they should uh, alter the PK. And I mean, a couple people didn't like that. A couple people haven't liked me on the internet the past couple of days. That's okay. I still enjoy yeah. being on the internet. With that said, Euros, I mean, these ticket prices, Monster Cent, is, is the exchange rate right on those? Are these going in like in the five figures? Yes. That's yes. absurd. I mean, dude, it's Super Bowl. Bi- you can argue over there, bigger, B- bigger, bigger. Yeah, and Super Bowl tickets had going to the tens, twenties, a thousand. So it's, I guess, it's not incomprehensible. Yeah, I mean, absolutely insane. I mean, you have a team. I mean, I honestly think I don't want to say they're both overrated, but England just did not look that good in group play. One nothing wins there. Zero zero draw to Scotland. They lit up Ukraine, but Ukraine's not that good. Italy, I think, shouldn't have got past Spain. I thought Spain really dominated that game. It looked like Italy was begging to get to PKs, and that's what they did, and they got there. I mean, they, you know, shout out to them for getting there. I'm on Italy in this one. Um, I got some futures on them. So I'm hoping Italy comes through, um, but would not shock me once again if this game literally goes 1-0, 1-1. And we're going to extras. Seriously. Yeah, and Harry Kane is going to be your villain. I hope that uh, I hope that you defeat him, honestly, because he's Maniac, been ridiculous. He's been ridiculous I, this tournament. But, Maniac, I love the call-out. If you make a save, how can you put the ball on a silver platter and have him just rip it the other – it's just – that sucks. 
That's it's, awesome. a, it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm telling you, make it instead of a box. We got to make it an arc. We got to do it. We got to do everything we can American to soccer. That's yeah. what they're going to be happy about. I'm um, talking ticket prices right now. I am looking Bucks Suns. We have 5K for a uh, section 114 row one ticket. So that would get you courtside. It looks like basically I'm assuming. So 5K for courtside for a finals game. That doesn't sound too bad for me. Let's get some guys in to talk about it though. Of course, you know, the Micah man and Donovan, hold it, gentlemen, happy hour hoops. It's a couple hours away. What do we got? Three hours still game time here. Uh, how are we feeling yeah. headed into game two? Feeling good, guys. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Excited to talk some NBA. Appreciate it. Oh, am I muted? Mike is muted. I'm You're not muted. muted. We're, we can't, I can't take these 9 o'clock starts. See, they're throwing off my sleep schedule. Can't even know if the thing's on mute or not. Like, I'm just – I'm all messed up, man. But it's going to be – I think it's going to be a great game tonight. And these teams have matched up so well all year against each other. And even though that game ended up a 13-point game, it was great basketball all the way throughout in game one. So – no, I'm excited. I was looking at I was looking at the line tonight. It dropped to I think it's at Bucks at what plus four and a half right now. Over mm-hmm. under at two twenty point five. Um, game one went over with the favorite covering. So, what do you think I'm going to do under and Bucks? <laughs> under and Bucks yeah. the way to go. I feel like they're hitting yeah. that line's a little higher than get than the game one line, right? Maybe like they're seeing like what they see at Giannis. Uh, it doesn't look like he has any uh, restrictions as far as movement was going. He had an okay game one. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a big time tell that they kept the line low at five, four and a half now in some spots. And yeah, the over-under is up. So I think you're right on the money, Al. You know I like to go against John Q. Public, who's going to be going and looking to bet that Suns and under, looking for that Suns and four, Suns and four. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, Maniac, earlier, Silver Snakes, we saw the ratings were down big time from a normal yeah. Finals went from what so, fifteen mil to about eight mil. He Suns and four series. would be a disaster. Happy hour hoops. You got to admit that Suns and four would be a disaster for the NBA right now. Yeah, it would be real bad. Uh, I mean, we, you guys kind of alluded to this earlier. I think the match in Game One, like, obviously hurt, but I think we're seeing something bigger than that this year. I mean, so many people can honestly speak this into existence with the no LeBron, no Steph, no Kawhi, even. Uh, this year in the finals. I think it's just, you know, two smaller market teams. I think the negativity that does surround the NBA and those fans that you get from year to year strictly because LeBron's in the finals, I think that that movement kind of just grows when you have a finals like this. Obviously, real basketball fans like myself, Jake, you know, there's people out there who still enjoy watching this. But I think at the end of the day, it's it's a little bit to that is the sad truth that people are just going to watch the stars. And you know, there's there's stars and there's Chris Paul and there's Devin Booker. Like I said, there's people who appreciate that. But I think there's people out there really just searching for Curry, LeBron mm-hmm. finals ever since we've seen it so many years. For the super teams, that's the NBA is built on super teams. Like everything we grew up on was hearing about the Lakers and the Celtics in the 80s. Like the Lakers were in nine of 12 finals in the, and that's the golden era of basketball. Mm-hmm. The Celtics loaded up in finals in the 80s, the 60s. We get Jordan and the Bulls, the, 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 you know, that's obviously the biggest dynasty in basketball history. And then throughout the last 10 years, like you said, we get Curry and LeBron's always there. It's always been an event and we, we just, neither of these teams are that actually these teams are like the opposite like this is the most we were talking about the other day on the pod but this is like the most bizarre 
just seeing it on screen, like we knew, even we knew the match before, it was like, oh, this is going to be fun. But then seeing like Phoenix and Milwaukee with all the NBA final stuff on the ESPN screen and stuff, it's just weird. And I think it's hard for a normal casual fan to just look at those two teams, not really knowing anybody. Giannis's name's hard to say for somebody that's not really <laughs> paying attention. Like these things, like when someone like a, just a casual person is just tuning in the NBA finals every year, and they see these guys on the court, I just don't think it resonates as much because really the Suns were one of the worst teams in the NBA the last couple of years. And all we've heard about the Bucks is that they've been choking the last couple of years. That's what that's what normal fans of the casual fans have been hearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but Jake, I, I'll I'll spin it like this. Like as I'm not a diehard NBA guy like you and Dunny, but I kind of like this though, mm-hmm. honestly. Like I kind of like two different teams from someone who's literally seen over the past, what, like you said, 10, 12 years, it's been consistently LeBron, 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 Curry, Curry, Curry. I kind of like something different. I know it's two smaller markets, but I, I, I'm I, completely supportive of this having Suns, Bucks, something different where, I mean, the Bucks are finally, they made that leap, they got there, and you get a team like Phoenix in it. I'm all for it, honestly. My take right here, and this is gonna, this is kind of going against Jake, so I'm ready because after we've been bonding oh. on what's trainer watching, these are <laughs> super teams. These are super teams. They're just organic super teams. They grew from the ground up. You have Booker, you have Aiton, you have Paul. You take those three, the Suns are donezo. You have mm-hmm. Antetokounmpo, you have Middleton, you have Holiday. You take those three, the Bucks are donezo. Now I give credit to Brooks Lopez because I thought he had a really good start in game one. And I think he'll be a big part if they can pull up the upset in game two, but it's almost like you have to have a big three, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. You have to have those three mm-hmm. guys, you know, to go. With. And yes, I think at this stage in the playoffs where you can really make an impact is those depth guys, those guys that can come off the bench and make an impact. So it will be very interesting to see tonight if Milwaukee can adjust because it seems like Milwaukee fans even aren't very happy with their ability, their coach's ability to adjust. And the, the the thing you just said about the big three is perfect. And Dunny, we touched on this yesterday too, is that Drew Holiday had a horrific game one. Like he didn't he didn't score ten points. And if one of those guys isn't going, and Giannis Giannis only putting up like twenty points, I mean twenty points is good, you know, general standards. But for Giannis, a dude that's you know usually up 30, 15, it's just not what they need from him. And we're not going to get the Middleton. We're not going to get the Middleton game like he had in game one again. Like he was, he was outstanding in game one, even if he wasn't as efficient as he usually is. He's just a hot and cold player. That's what he is. So it's more likely to expect, you know, if he does get the big game in game two, it's not going to come in game three. And so they really need those stars. And you look at their bench, Dunny, you can touch on this too. Their bench is horrific. Like they're, they're getting, they're trying to get a bunch of minutes out of like Bobby Portis coming out of nowhere. Pat Connaughton's playing like 30 minutes off the bench. I think that's the biggest trouble I see, at least, is that the Suns are just a lot deeper. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, you look at Milwaukee's bench and you're, you know, it's it's cringeworthy at times. We, we talked <laughs> about it the other night. And then you look at the Suns and they have maybe not the most talented bench in the league, but they probably have the most depth and just the, you know, best group of guys who can just go out there and play. Jay Crowder alluded to it the other night. I mean, he played a fantastic game one of the finals, I thought. But then you look at the box score and he shot 0 for 8 and had one point. Like, these guys are just winners and they can make impact plays. The Bucks don't really have many of those guys outside of Giannis, Holiday, Middleton, and the Suns. You know, they're they're kind of just rich in, in that sense. 
I always I always think back like everyone talks about the Warriors super team because they were kind of the new era to do it after you know the Celtics did it last decade. You're Celtics, Dunny. But uh, you had Durant, you had Thompson, you had Curry. But one of the biggest part of those championship runs was Iguodala. He was shutting down LeBron and he was scoring on the other end. So you need that person going up. So let's lock it in. Let's go game two predictions. I'll kick it off here. I am going to go 110-106. Bucks win outright. Middleton Ooh. does have another big game. He's feeling confident. I mean, that's two in a row. Huge games in the playoffs or two out of three. So we got to see. I think the Bucs get it done and, and even this up going back to Milwaukee. Courtesy maybe of a little silver snake cut. Maybe Giannis is at the line uh, about 20 times tonight. I think you guys have swayed me a little bit, honestly. I, I Now I'm kind of thinking sons and under. I, I really do like the under tonight. I really I like do. the under too. I, think mm-hmm. that's the, I really think that's the play in this one. Um, so, yeah, happy hour hoop, guys. They have switched my pick. I am sons with the cover. And no integrity. No integrity, you and your pack. <laughs> Dunny, go ahead. Uh, I got Suns winning 102-99. Suns in the under. But not covering. Not covering. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, I honestly have no faith in Milwaukee. I think that the Suns smell blood. I've been huge on the Suns. I'm going like a blowout. I'm going like 120 to 87 uh, cover for – and I don't know if that's the under or not. I'm not good at math off the top of my head. But something like that, like a, honestly, like a 25-point win for the Suns. But I'm very, very wary maniac of the Silver Snakes coming out. We got Tony Brothers and Zarba. Zarba, Zarba has been in there for Milwaukee. There was that one game where he was up. He's a Brooklyn native, and they're like, oh, man, Brooklyn's like Brooklyn's definitely winning this game seven. They're going to get all these calls. And they got in favor for – or it was game five. One of those games that they played in that series, and it was all in favor of Milwaukee. Tony Brothers is always is always for the squad, for the league. So I'm, I'm expecting a little bit of a different free throw discrepancy because the Suns had more free throws in game one, which I was surprised to see with the Giannis injury. They, they yep. usually figure out a way to fix that. So, Hey, take it from a guy named Zach. If the guy's next name also starts with Z-A, he is a sketchy <laughs> mofo. So we'll be on the watch out for Z-A. What do you well, got, well, Al? Well, what's the last time Giannis has won in the playoffs? Yeah, that's true. A minute. Was, yeah. Game. What was it? Game. Two, two against the against the two. Hawks. Yeah. Oh. And DeAndre oh, no. was great. just doesn't know how to win. Al really knows how to start. Al knows how to start a narrative. Al knows how to start a narrative. Hey, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you who doesn't know how to start a narrative. That is Donnie Holden. That is Jake Micah. Make sure you are following our crew at Happy Hour Hoops One, gentlemen. Thank you very much for ta- for uh, following or jumping on this train. Thank you, boys. Thanks, guys. Stay hydrated. Have a good night, boys. Gotta love checking in with them. And Al, I, uh, I, I feel like I was a little checked out last weekend, but we can get into that in a little bit would we? Uh, as we wind this bad way down. But yeah, there's no looking in the past. There's no looking in the past. We are only looking forward. This yep. week has already felt fast forwarded. It's going to be Friday tomorrow. There's absolutely no Sunday scaries this week at all. No. Uh, so let me, let's break it down here. We got, courtesy of our guy Andy Olson, oh. Friday, men's Wimbledon semis. Saturday, Wimbledon final for the women. Gold Cup, Argentina, Brazil. Poirier McGregor three, which will be going on at Amherst Salehouse. More on that in a second. Wimbledon final Sunday, Italy, England, Bucks, Suns, USA, Haiti, home run derby Monday, all star game Tuesday, and appropriately wow. put, sheesh. Just incredible. Um, I'm very excited. And you know what we're going to be focusing on. I'm staying in town this weekend. I'm not going anywhere. 
It is Saturday night, Amherst Ale House, 10 p.m. I remember the last time we were there, how much fun it was, blocked off in that corner. Pretty sure, what, Jamie Quarles was in the building, having a good time. Um, I, I'm very excited for UFC 264. Look at that. It was nuts. Look at that Look at that corner. It's hot. Yeah. I mean, we just had a great time. And there's so many good fights. It's not even just Poirier McGregor. You got Gilbert Burns, Stephen Thompson. You got Greg Hardy fighting. You got Sean O'Malley fighting. So it is going to be an unbelievable Saturday night. And you can say our Sunday morning at the L House. It is going to be a great Sunday morning at the house, no doubt. Uh, I got to throw it out there. The Wimbledon has been amazing. I think the action yeah. has been really good. The uh, favorites have somewhat have held serve for better yet of a pun. And obviously, yeah. can't wait for that derby in uh, in Colorado on Monday. But it's the perfect <laughs> middle ground. Is that Saturday night, Sunday morning at Amherst Sale House? Maniac, I'm very ticked off of myself that I didn't get Pliskova live at like plus 460 today. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't um, believe it. She was playing Sabalenka pretty well. And, uh, yeah. I said in my group chat, hammer whoever loses that first set. Oops. Disappointing. Disappointing. Came, came back a little tight there. Well, hey, let's get someone in here who doesn't disappoint then. Someone who always lives up to expectations, even though they are great. And I, of course, talking about Slick L. Welcome. How are we doing, Slick? Gentlemen, I'm doing great. How about yourselves? We got no complaints. We just wrapped up with the happy hour. Who's boys looking forward to a great game too, but... We, we can't deny it. Let's face it. Tomorrow is just a hurdle. Friday is just a hurdle yep. to get to Saturday to get us to that Amherst Dale House. Make sure you're going to be there, folks. I want everyone and their mothers there, their mother's friends. I want this Saturday to go down in history. When I got this news, you guys were saying this week was going by fast. Man, I've been waiting for Saturday for a long-ass time, it feels like. I am beyond thrilled for Slick Saturday. Waiting all day for Saturday night. That's what it comes down to. I mean, Slick Al, like I just rattled off all these fights. Outside yep. of Poirier McGregor, which fight are you most excited for going down on Saturday? You know, the featured prelim is a pretty good one. Carlos Condit and Max Griffin. But personally, I got – I'm probably looking the most forward to a prelim fight outside of the main card. Trevin Giles – and Driscus Duplessis. These are two guys that don't have a too big of a stage name for themselves. Duplessis, though, he's coming off an impressive left-handed knockout. Trevin Giles, though, this guy has been the, the he's been in like three pick'em fights for his last fights, and he's always won by decision and impressed me every time. So I think that'll be a really good fight. Two guys that we don't really know what to expect from. But this this whole card is explosive, like you were saying, Al. Yeah, but it's too bad to watch. Sean O'Malley's opponent dropped out. Yeah, now he's facing like a Wish.com version of himself. <laughs> oh. You should see the guy. I swear, he is the hair, the tattoos, everything. He looks like O'Malley. I saw the, the line. It went from like he was minus 400. Now he's like minus 835. Talk about parlay fodder. Lot, line on him by KO, minus 278. Slick, though, you saw him in that last fight, remember? He he should have knocked him out early. And he like he almost likes the opponent to stand back up and take more punches. It's really weird. He he likes to put on a show, man. It's the sugar show. Like he's so like he you, says I don't, I don't trust it. I don't he trust says it. he's an entertainer. No, I'll I'll tell you, I'm I'm back in that KO a hundred percent. There's no way that doesn't happen. Okay. 
And uh, another fight I'm really looking forward to right there, Tai Tuivasa and Greg Hardy. Always love the heavyweight fights. Can't get enough of them. Greg Hardy has impressed me ever since he's coming to the UFC, as we know, coming from the NFL. Yep. But coming off a loss where it was apparent that his cardio was not that great going late into the rounds and he got taken to the ground. And Tai Tuivasa is an excellent mixed martial artist. Greg Hardy, I think he has a puncher's chance here, but I really like Tuivasa. He's also Australian, so I'm a bit biased. But that's going to be a really good fight. So looking at that, Slick Out, what are these people weighing in at, Tuivasa and Hardy? 265 cap on the heavyweights. Oh, my God. So 265. And I'll be honest with you. I, I consider myself more of a UFC fan over the past 15, 16 months due to COVID and the pandemic and watching it pretty much every, every Saturday. I'm not going to lie, though. When I saw Ty Tuivasa, that didn't really pop in my head. Who is this guy? Who is he beating? Um, you know, uh, he is on a, quite the winning streak. He's kind of known for uh, when he was in, he got a v- dub in Fight Island, and then he was drinking beers out of shoes with the Nelk boys after. Um, he's coming <laughs> off a win over Stefan Struve and Harry Hunsucker, both KO, TKOs. The last one was he knocked the dude out in 50 seconds. It was absolutely incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was a replacement fighter he was fighting in Harry Hunsucker, but Yet, like I said, on Fight Island, Stefan Struve, another really impressive KO. Okay. And then he's going backstage with the Nelk Boys and hammering beers. I love it. Fight, I Island, love it. Fight Island is right up there with the KBO for me as far as pandemic sports events. Like, I'll never forget the day that I heard there was going to be Fight Island. And, and, and they're, like, literally fighting at, what, 3 a.m. their time? 4 yeah. a.m.? Like, yeah, absolutely that's, absurd. That's, that's what time they shoot the Bachelorette out west. It's it's incredible. <laughs> I don't Jesus. How, how do people function like that? But hey, it's like oh, we're not wasting any more time. Yeah, it's Dustin Poirier. It is Conor McGregor round yeah. three. The biggest thing to me that pops out in this fight, especially from a gambling perspective, is that line. The last fight drove all the way to McGregor around minus three thirty, three forty. Yeah. Now you're seeing live right now, Poirier is minus 134 and McGregor's an underdog at plus 105. To me, what does that scream, Slick Al? McGregor's in trouble. I don't know about yeah. I don't know about you, but to me, it it screams every time in MMA I see a line where it's a minus 130-ish favorite versus a plus 105, 110 underdog. The minus 130, 90% of the time is going to come out with the victory. But from the gambler's perspective, Al, like before my video even drops, I'm letting you know, I'm not telling anyone to pick a side on this fight. There are so many possible outcomes yeah. in this match, and that's what makes it so interesting. People are saying Poirier is going to try and wrestle, take him to the ground. People are saying he's going to try and last McGregor out, you know, calf kicks again. They're going to say McGregor's going to go explosive karate mode first couple rounds or do the wrestling himself. Anything can happen, and that's why I just love this fight. And it has potential to be one of the biggest UFC fights ever. And, and, but, and Slicka, don't I mean, I knew last last fight, obviously, a ton of leg kicks early yeah. on was hurting Connor, but Connor looked pretty good right round one and early round yeah. two before he got knocked out. Like, he didn't look bad. I almost thought Connor was, he was winning that fight. He was absolutely, he absolutely won round one. And I wanted to touch on this too. 
thanks for uh, bringing it up, Al, too, because McGregor, he's not doing any media leading up to this fight. He's not doing the UFC embedded, any of that stuff, but he did do an interview, two interviews today, one with Stephen A. Smith, one with Ariel Hawani, and he even said in both his interviews, I had him out on his feet twice in the first round and once in the second. So McGregor knows what he's capable of. I mean, listen, dude, he's fought this guy twice. And he even said it himself. He underestimated him in the second fight. And I was even thinking, what if, like, that Abu Dhabi stuff played into it? Were they fighting at, like, what time were they fighting at? Uh, and, I don't know. 6 a.m. at that point? <laughs> yeah, who knows? And um, it was just different environment. I'm not – all credit to Poirier. Phenomenal performance. He's a great boxer. I love both these guys. That's where it's so twisted for me is because, like – I feel like ever since this rivalry began, you can only be one. People have come to the conclusion you can be only one side or the other. And I am totally not in that boat. I love both these guys. But since I'm not giving you guys a pick in my video for the main event, I will reveal who I want to win by doing this, baby. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew baby, it. Mcmcgregor. I was, I was praying that less... Poirier had a drink that I didn't know about. I'm like, you please tell me Poirier I, you had was, a drink. You were hoping I was going to break out the hot sauce. Hell yeah, no. Louisiana hot Hell sauce. no. Yes. Hell no. Mystic Mac, baby. It's if if, be if McGregor kid. had him out multiple times on his feet, why didn't he? Why didn't he take him out? He's just he's just buttering himself up for confidence. Dude, poor, that, poor you know that's gosh. a good question. I think Poirier, I mean, Poirier took some big hits, I feel like, in that last fight. But, dude, he's strong, dude. He he's is durable. strong. Exactly. He's durable. And he's even said, oh, man. Look, look at that one. That like that. That's the, that's one, where, that that's the one where he's rattled and wobbling on the legs. There's those shoulder strikes. You that's how he saw. got Cowboy in that's how he got. Seconds. That's how he broke Cowboy's that nose. Move, that move put Kyle Hughes beneath the table. And, and, how, <laughs> and this is why I feel like, I mean, in this in this fight, the line's screaming, obviously, Dustin, but to get this kind of value on Connor, when as me as a Poirier better last time, I was nervous. Like, I was like that first round, round two, I was not feeling great. No, so, no, I don't blame you. And like, like you said, getting McGregor as a dog like this, it's unheard of. It is. When it originally came out, he was even like favorite, or it was a pick em, like yeah. right when they had it at the creek. Yep. It has shifted I, quite a bit. How is that possible then? The public has to be on McGregor. I'm sorry. I refuse to believe the public's on Poirier. Are you telling me some millionaires are putting it on on Dustin? There was a point at the creek for a week or so where McGregor was like just the slightest favorite, I believe. But I I just don't get how it lands at where it is right now, Al. I'm sorry. I'm perplexed. My final question for my final question for Slick Al is I'm not oh yeah, so that's what it was. Okay, so I'm not saying I really don't think Connor's fighting for his UFC career or anything right now, but if he loses this fight, what is he in do trouble? Next? What does he do now? What's he fight? Who's he fighting next? If he loses this fight, I see him finishing the trilogy with Nate Diaz up at 170. Because okay. um, you know, Nate Diaz just came off a loss, but he's just he's a superstar just like McGregor that had us all going bananas because he basically knocked out Leon Edwards on his feet in the fifth round after taking all that damn, after being whooped his ass for like four rounds. 
and then he knocks Leon Edwards out on his feet. That's why we love Nate Diaz. He's a gangster. He knocked him out on his feet and then just pointed at him and <laughs> still lost the fight. But there's still options for Nate Diaz when he loses a fight like that. And it's the same goes for McGregor. And honestly, I think if McGregor loses this and then finishes the trilogy with Diaz, that pay-per-view does more numbers than Poirier going on to fight Oliveira for the lightweight title. You're right. You're so right about it. It's so I didn't even really think about that. So whether he wins or loses, he's still. I mean, I know he's the face, like one of the face biggest faces. Robert Twelve. Robert Twelve, Mystic Mac. Cheers to this Saturday. Slick as ever. Amherst Ale House. Everyone and their mothers better be there. I, mean, I think. That, I, think that's a, I think that's a send off right there for Trainwreck tonight. Two oh nine. You heard it there first, folks. Make sure you get. To Amherst Alehouse, get that out of the way in turn. Amherst Alehouse, 10 p.m. to close. We will have UFC action. Poirier McGregor, the other fights, you heard them broken down, but here's the nuts and bolts of it, folks. $1.50 off all signature drinks, free bill schedule, magnets, giveaways and fun, indoor patio seating available, so it's going to be a great atmosphere this Saturday night in the North Towns. Anyway, any shout-outs, boys? Uh, I'm going to give a quick weather update for Saturday. Sunny and 78. Might be a little chillier at night, but looks like rain's out of the forecast, and it's going to be a beautiful night on that patio. So shout uh, out to Aaron Mankowski. Shout out to my girl Jackie, Boston Comments on Instagram. She's a big Diamond Dustin Poirier fan. I had to break the news to her that I was going back in McGregor this fight. She, she still likes She didn't defriend me yet, so we'll see how Saturday plays out with that. But, yeah, shout out Jackie. Shout out, Jackie, and shout out you. Make sure we have a great weekend. We are almost there. It's Thursday, a.k.a. Friday, Junior. And I think, honestly, if you're ready to go for this weekend, there's only one spot you need to make sure you stop by to make sure you have a good night. Night. Now. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet?